most exciting, the most compelling, the sport with the most energized fans, by far, football. Some call it soccer, and this show lives and breathes it. Welcome to the Saucy Football Breakdown. We'll dive deep into the world of soccer, bring you bite-sized stories that bring you closer to the strategy, the tactics, and behind-the-scenes narratives that shape the game. Discussions, debates, opinions, scouting, analytics and a perspective beyond common sense and what meets the eye. Let's do it. Welcome in to the Saucy Football Breakdown. And now your host, Michael Nance. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Saucy Football Breakdown podcast. I'm here. I'm your host, Michael. And today, I'm going to talk about this in Baape. Man, <laughs> man this, this stuff crazy, crazy, you know, by second. So, it's really just an ongoing saga of Mbappe at PSG. And some of these key points I'm going to talk about is this current contract situation, where is that just currently with his standpoint, PSG's perspective or their side of things, the new coach's role, Luis Enrique's role, and some squad dynamics and reactions from his teammates. And then I'm also going to talk about Real Madrid and their role in this mess and some crazy, wild speculation fuel for future scenarios. So if all that sounds like something you're interested in, then you are going to want to watch this. So I'm jumping right into it. I'm going to recap last summer's contract extension with SG. So he read up last year. At the end of the year, he had, I think he signed like a, a three-year deal worth like $750 million. It was almost a billion dollars. It was something stupid like that, like $500 million, something crazy like that. But he built in a, a loyalty extension, and, you know, he, just, he set that contract up to where he had all of the control. And... You know, and I'm not the originator of this idea, but I did read this and, and credit to whoever said it, but I can't remember it right now. But what I read was that a person said, you know, whoever gave Mbappe this deal, because let's let's be clear, whoever gave him this deal has to be held accountable. But whoever gave him this deal was probably one of those people that says, I don't care what it takes to get done, just get it done. And now here we are, we're looking at the fruits of what just getting it done looks like, you know, because he, he wanted to leave a second ago, but, you know, them getting messy, them, them trying to keep a healthy Neymar, them trying to build a good squad. I mean, he was, they were really trying. Everybody was trying. It was a good faith effort, but, you know, in the end, he, he, he built himself in some leverage into this contract. And this piece of leverage is his ability to opt out. So that's why we have this big game of chicken right now. And that extension that I'm talking about that he signed, I can't remember if it was last year or a couple of years ago. Either way, it made him the richest player in soccer, which is tremendous. I mean, that's the highest paid soccer player 
I know of, not just in Europe, but in the world. Nobody's making money like that. It's it's ridiculous. And, you know, to some degree, it's it's well earned. But then you turn around and you have like his management or club, not his management, but club management, PSG representatives coming out and saying things like, you know, people there the in the last every ever since we've had Mbappe, other teams have won the Champions League. So we can win the Champions League without Mbappe. And y'all have had Mbappe and y'all haven't won. So what makes you think you win without him? That remains to be seen, but I thought that was just an interesting quote. The contract had an option for that extension to be decided by July 31st, which as of this recording was two days ago. And obviously he's still a PSG player and he is not under contract. Oh, sorry. He is not under any imminent deal. And we've heard some some rumors about Liverpool and about Chelsea. If I'm Mbappe and I want to play Champions League ball, my Chelsea fandom aside, Liverpool's a more attractive option because he's going to get some European action. Anyhow, what Mbappe's current standpoint is, is, you know, we've, we've already talked about it to some degree. He decided not to extend that, that or trigger that contract, ex- contract extension, which means in clear terms, that he can leave for free at the end of this season. And it's PSG's intention to not let him go for free at the end of the season, but to sell him by before the start of the season, for sure. They're incentivized to sell him before the start of the season. In all honesty, they were probably incentivized to sell him before, before that $80 million loyalty bonus kicked in on the 31st. But here we are. They ended up having to pay it out. And Mbappe himself has said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to stay at PSG, ride out the rest of this richest contracting and soccer that y'all gave me. And then when that's up, I'm going to decide where I'm going to go next. And everybody's speculating it's Real Madrid, but we'll get there shortly. Now, he, Mbappe wants to leave for free in 2024. He doesn't want so so the okay this is this is tough because the way I see it with Mbappe is he wants to go to Real Madrid, but Real Madrid has this this goofy thing like with their image rights where when you come into the club you forfeit a certain percentage and I I don't remember off the top of my head what percentage is it could be fifteen it could be fifty either way. Real Madrid has this deal where every player coming into the club forfeits a percentage of their image rights, and Real Madrid gets the profit off of that. So, for example, if you sign a $100 million deal with Coca-Cola, Real Madrid would get to keep, I can't remember if it's 50 or 15, but it's either 15 million or 50 million of that deal. And the reason Real Madrid does that is they believe that their brand is what elevates you and gets you in those opportunities to receive those extra endorsement deals. And so without Real Madrid, you wouldn't even be getting that money. And they're, therefore, you know, they want their slice. And that's just crazy to me. And what makes this particular situation a bit more interesting is that Mbappe is, has been extremely selective about his image rights where he appears and how 
I think if you go to Mbappe's like official like personal website, there's three brands that he associates with. I think it's like Hublo, Jordan Brand, and EA Sports. That's it. Like Mbappe don't put his face on nothing. I, I think I've even done a podcast episode about that um, during the World Cup with uh, Bud Budweiser being a sponsorship. And and I don't know if he's Muslim or not. I would assume he is because he's half Algerian, but I, I think either way, he didn't want his image associated with alcohol. He didn't want his image associated with McDonald's. He has, no, I think it was a French football federation. They did a campaign where they, they put his, the French football team like on some memorabilia or some, not memorabilia, that's not the word, on some promotional materials for a casino, and Mbappe pushed back against that. So he is extremely selective about where he puts his face. And so with that being said, when he does decide to endorse something, they're going to have to come and drop a tremendous bag when dealing with him. And those bitty endorsement pieces, percentages that he's going to have to give back to Real Madrid is something that's going to be a sticking point. And maybe he's got the clout and the status to where he can go to Real Madrid and he can tell them, look, I'll come here, but you're not about to take nothing. And if they want the man's services bad enough, they'll just agree to it and, you know, let him have that. I just find that piece just super interesting and intriguing. Now, jumping into PSG's perspective, they obviously, you know, don't want to lose their best player for free. I mean, that's ridiculous. If you're going to have the dude, and I think they signed him as a 17-year-old for like 80 mil. He, maybe he, I think he was 17. He was like 17 or 18 when they spent 80 mil on him. And, you know, over these years, I think it was like five years ago at this point now, because I think he's 23 or 24. Right the way, over these years, he's just, those were just the, the fee that they purchased him for. Obviously, his wages have been tremendous, as he is, you know, one of the best, brightest talents brightest young talents in world football, so he should be paid accordingly. I'm not arguing there. But with that being said, they don't want to lose him for free. Obviously, it would be nice to get his wages off the books, but money doesn't seem to be something that they're concerned about. I think the Qatari – oh, my gosh, I don't want to get to speculating, but I think it's called the Qatari Public Investment Fund or something like that. Maybe it's just a Qatari billionaire that owns the team. So, I mean, obviously, they're not hurting for cash at all at all <laughs> so you know there had been some some quotes from president nasser al-khalafi and he was talking about you know the importance of not letting mbappe leave for free and like i said he had taken kind of a you know pretty much like a jerk like asshole type stance where he was just like you know mbappe cannot leave or or sorry that was that quote that i said earlier about how over the last five years since we've had Mbappe, five different teams have won a Champions League. So with that being said, we can win the Champions League without Mbappe. And, you know, I just, I push back against that so hard because you ain't won it with him. What makes you think you're going to win without him? But anyway, the, the potential financial issues and impact on the transfer market is simply tremendous. I mean, if Mbappe runs down his contract, he will be able to go anywhere, anywhere he wants, and then ask for a bigger wage up front. 
And why that is is because they're not going to have to spend money to get his services, and they can give him all the money. So, I mean, this dude is going to get his bag. He is going to get his cake and eat it, too, for sure. Now, I want to move on to Luis Enrique's role. You know, he, he's the new coach. He's trying to take the team in a, in a completely different direction. I think PSG finally realized that spending big, splashy cash purchases on getting the biggest names but not having a cohesive like sporting plan on like what you're going to do with these dudes is over. And so now bringing in Luis Enrique, what they're doing is they're actually like using scouting and they're actually like getting involved in bringing in all the right pieces to make something cohesive. They have a sporting plan and a sporting direction with tactics and everything like that. And that's what they brought Luis Enrique in for. And he remains open to, you know, many different scenarios in forming and building the best possible squad he can. But, you know, having obviously one of the best young players in the world, a part of that squad is tremendous. And, and being and trying to figure out how he fits in and what he what he does best. But he has experience in managing big stars. He he won, I believe he won a Champions League with MSN, Messi, Suarez, and Neymar. Like he can manage big names and big egos. Like he's a big player manager type cat, so he can handle this. But he just needs to know where he stands, who's in who's in his squad, and what to do. Then you also have some of these squad dynamics. You have. Mbappe's teammates, who've been very vocal about their frustration, like, what's this dude doing? Because, obviously, a talent like him has their careers and their plans hanging in the balance about what they're, what's going to end up happening with them. Are they going to get sold and go to other clubs? Do they have, what does their role look like with Mbappe in the squad? What does their role look like without Mbappe in the squad? They're just as frustrated as, as PSG management is. And, you know, with Messi leaving and a new coach coming in, he's got to try to determine the best tactics, the best way to line everything up and set things up and his philosophy and how he wants to play based on the players that he has available in his squad. And like I said before, all of that is going to come down to whether or not Mbappe is available for his squad and yeah it's just a it's a frustrating situation for all parties involved but you know I don't blame Mbappe one bit you only have one opportunity to make the most money you can because when the game is done with you the only thing you're going to have left is the money that you made from it so now let's talk about Real Madrid's role and They've been interested in Mbappe for a long, long time. They they were actually going to snag Mbappe up before he signed the last extension. But PSG, like, I mean, they pretty much, like, begged the man to stay. And because of their getting him to stay, they smacked him with that big contract. And, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't go anywhere either if I'm getting the richest contract in, in all of soccer. I'm staying put. But now their financial plans and their loss of 
Kareem Benzema has opened some things up. Now, tactically, I do have some questions and some concerns about what his best fit is going to be. I know he wants to, wants to, wants to play off that left-hand side. He doesn't like necessarily being a number nine. He wants to be off that left wing playing off of a striker, and that fit with Benzema would have been tremendous. But if I'm Vinny, I mean, Vinny's not going to the middle, and Bappe is going to go to the middle. So that'll be interesting as well, seeing how he fits in. But there's also other clubs in France that are monitoring the situation because I think it's going to be open season on a lot of the players that they have left in uh, PSG squad and, and the players that, you know, obviously are going to be talented but may not have a, a fit going forward. So, you know, all of this is simply, you know, it's must-see TV right now. You just got to watch and wait and figure out how it all plays out. But then we also want to talk about some of these future possible outcomes and resolutions to the contract standoff. I think another Premier League club comes in and maybe tries to wrestle him away for a season. Maybe that's Chelsea, maybe it's not. But I know if anybody's got the financial juice to pull it off, it is Chelsea. We shall see how that goes. But then again, Liverpool just sold a couple guys. I mean, I know the two guys that they sold, aren't going to equal a couple hundred million <laughs> that it'll take to purchase them. But, and I think the ownership, too, might be in a little flux, too. So maybe this, this move is just a lot more ambitious on paper than it is in real life. But tactically, I could see him fitting in better with Liverpool than I can with Chelsea because they have uh, established number nine and Mbappe can play off the left-hand side like I know he wants to. But these next few weeks are going to be crucial. The Premier League season starts in 10 days. And in these 10 days, you know, we'll, we'll see how this all goes. But I still think it's must-see TV or, you know, must-tune in and figure out. You know, I'm, I'm constantly refreshing Twitter and Fabrizio Romano updates. I want to know what is going on with this Mbappe saga. And so the more that I know, the more that I'll share here. So. Stay tuned for more drama because it's definitely not over. And, you know, the fact that they sent him home from their preseason tour to train with the people who don't have a role in the squad, I mean, they're taking a stance. And Mbappe's not taking that line down either. And, you know, that's that's a, a piece of the saga that I neglected to mention earlier, so forgive me. But, yeah, he was a part of their preseason plans in France. No, sorry, excuse me, not France, in Japan. PSG did their preseason tour in Japan, and actually PSG sent Mbappe back to Paris to train with the other guys in the squad who don't have a place right now, whose futures are uncertain. And what PSG, I just saw the news today, actually, they put in a bid for Gonzalo Ramos of 80 million plus add-ons. So again, Luis Enrique is trying to build him a squad, and he's not worried about who can't contribute. He's just trying to figure out how to get the best players in and build something. So stay tuned for all of it because it's something you just can't afford to tune away from. And thank you for listening and watching and all that good stuff. Check me out on all podcast platforms. I'm available everywhere. You can even ask Alexa. You can say, hey, Alexa. 
Play Saucy Football Breakdown Podcast, and she got you. You can find me on YouTube at Saucy Breakdown. You can find me on Twitter, or sorry, X at Saucy Breakdown. You can find me on Threads at Saucy Breakdown. You can find me on Instagram at Saucy Breakdown. Let's connect. Let's talk about this Mbappe stuff. I would love to hear from you. Check out my Substack. Anything, just leave me some correspondence. Tell me how you like the show. I appreciate everything that you do to support me, and I will catch you guys on the next one. Later. You've been listening to the Saucy Football Breakdown. Let's face it, soccer is the biggest sport on the planet right now, and it's our passion to bring you closer to the game. Soccer stories, tactics, behind the scenes, analytics, team building, scouting. We've got it all. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Saucy Breakdown.